Hello, it's Gabby here for you. Before we jump onto this week's podcast, I just want to let you know about two ways that you can work with me. First of all, I do one-to-one coaching and I do that via Zoom so we can jump on a Zoom call at a time to suit you. The second thing I've got for you is an online coaching course that's 12 modules that you can download straight away now. There will be a link somewhere around these podcast notes. And this is the course that I've designed and it's got everything in it that I wish I'd have known when I finished cancer treatment and I was lost. So you can download that course now and you can start working towards making this your happiest and healthiest year ever. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Take care. Bye-bye. Hi, it's Gabby here for you. I hope this finds you well. This week's episode is all about sleep. Why do we need sleep? Why is it so important for us? Does it really matter if you don't get enough sleep? Surely you can just catch up later. So I'm going to be looking at three different things really. First of all, creating the right environment for your best sleep, hopefully in your bedroom. What can you do to make your bedroom the place where you get the best sleep? Secondly, talking about routines. What sort of routines are best for um, optimal sleep? And again, as always, I'm going to suggest to you things that have worked for me, but we're all different. So you pick and choose what works for you. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to invite you to think about the things that you're doing and whether they are serving you well. And the last thing is just some tips and techniques that have worked for me and maybe things that you want to try. When I started studying my nutritional healing, I just expected to go and learn about food. But what I learned is about circadian rhythms because they're such an important part of us naturally resting and repairing our body. It's no good having the best diet in the world if you are not resting and repairing because your body, if you give it the right conditions, can rest and repair itself. It's absolutely magical. Deep sleep is vital for cell regeneration. So whenever you're catching good quality sleep, your body is using that time to restore itself. Your immune system, your cardiovascular system and all the muscles are all areas which undergo this restorative process as you sleep. And how magical is that? Just like people, no two rhythms are exactly the same. We're all individuals. But there's some general tips and techniques here that we can talk about, some general principles One of the things I found really interesting was that teenagers need between eight to 10 hours of sleep. Teenagers have a developing circadian system and so they can find early starts challenging. (laughs) This isn't just a myth and it's not them being lazy. This is something that's a natural part of growing up. And adults over 60 can find themselves tired earlier in the evening than when they were younger. Older adults also wake up more during the night and tend to wake up early in the morning. So I'm going to be looking at three different things, really. So first of all, I'd really like to think about the bedroom where you sleep. What can you do to make your bedroom somewhere where you drift off into a deep, refreshing sleep? And there's a lot of things you can do. Um, You may know that I'm a real um, fan of feng shui, which is all about placing things in your house in the right way to support your well-being. You don't have to be an expert on this. Some of this is very, very basic. Some of the stuff I'm going to tell you, you think, well, I might know, I know that already. But I'd ask you to think about, well, if you know it, are you actually doing it? The most important thing you can do in your bedroom is just to make it very, very relaxing. Okay, so the first thing I'd ask you to think about is clutter. 
do you have clutter on, in your bedroom? Clutter is not just being untidy and it's not just me telling you off for not being tidy, okay? Clutter really drains your energy in so many ways. Your subconscious mind knows that clutter is something that you haven't dealt with. Even if on the surface you think, well, I'm not bothered and I'm, I, I quite like working in a mess or living in a mess, it really doesn't bother me. Your subconscious mind is telling you there's something not right, there's something not in its place. And so I know myself, I'm not going to tell you my house is perfectly tidy all the time because it's really not, but my bedroom is, and that is really, really important to me. And so my bedroom is always clutter free. Everything's put away before I go into my bedroom at night because I know that's going to help me sleep better. The ideal bedroom from a feng shui point of view has nothing in it, only a bed. And that might be unrealistic for most people, but I'd ask you to think about having as little uh, distraction, if you like, in your bedroom as possible. One of the biggest things that helped me is to get blackout curtains and so that I'm not waking up whenever the sun comes up. I'm not disturbed by any outside lights. So they are really, really important to me. Another thing that's really important to me, and I can tell the difference in this, is not having any electronics in the bedroom. There's a lot of research that says, you know, the blue light that's emitted from a phone is not conducive to a good night's sleep. So my phone is on charge when I go to sleep, but not in my bedroom. Uh, I put it away from the bedroom. I don't have it there. And I try not to have any electronics or any TV, or even the radio, just before I'm going to sleep, because I know that that's not a natural way for me to, to doze off. The other thing I th ask you to think about is, have you got photographs around your bedroom? And if you have any artwork, how do you feel when you look at them? Okay, you might think, well, I've got pictures of my family and that's really, really good. And that's fine if you can look at those pictures with just pure, unconditional love. But if there's any little negative connotations attached to photographs or the artwork that you've got, I would ask you to think about changing them or putting them somewhere else, maybe in another room. The other thing that a lot of people have, particularly in these days when a lot of people are working from home is... You might have things in your bedroom that are to do with your work, maybe uh, letters, books, even your laptop, whatever it is. And I'd ask you to think about removing those from your bedroom. If you have to work in your bedroom, put your work away at the end of the day, close your laptop, put your papers away. Because again, your subconscious mind knows if there's unfinished business that you've not dealt with, that's going to be quite disturbing for you. It's not going to be conducive to helping you sleep. The other things you can think about having in your bedroom to make a nice, calm, relaxing atmosphere is maybe scented candles. Uh, maybe an oil diffuser is quite popular now. I've got I've got one of those. I know if I have lavender, and you can get lavender sprays now as well to put on your pillow. That really, really helps me to get into a good night's sleep. So step one, think about your bedroom. Think about where you're sleeping. Is there any improvements that you can make there? The second thing I'd really like to think about is your nighttime routine. If you are somebody who is struggling with sleeping, think about how do you get yourself ready for bed and almost think about yourself like you would if you had a small agitated toddler. If you were looking after a child who wasn't very good at going down to sleep, would you just at bedtime just throw them into, right, come on, bedtime now, get into bed. You wouldn't, would you? You'd think about winding them down, having a calming activity before bed, maybe a milky drink or maybe sitting and reading a story, maybe about turning the TV off. You would get them into a routine 
where they're gently and gradually calming down everything. The body's calming down, the mind's calming down, the, the chatter is calming down before bedtime. And so if you're somebody that's struggling with sleep, think about your evening routine. For me, I know if I have caffeine late in the afternoon, even it can disturb my sleep. And so that's something that I try not to do. I also try not to eat after a certain time because I know my digestion is working when I'm in bed and I, I don't want to be disturbed by that. Other things I've tried have been not drinking too much water just before bed so I'm not disturbed by get, having to get up and go to the toilet. Okay, so it's thinking about your nighttime routine. What can you do to get yourself ready? And I've mentioned before, lavender spray for your pillow can be a quite a nice thing. A chamomile tea might be quite a nice thing. Listening to a meditation before you go to bed can be a very, very relaxing thing. Bearing in mind what I've said about it, no electronics in the bedroom. So think about your bedtime routine. Think about winding down before, well before you actually, your head hits the pillow. Don't just think about throwing yourself into bed. That's not the way to get the best night's sleep. And again, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you these are the things that have worked for me. These are things that research has shown will help you if sleep is a problem for you. So the next part of the podcast, I'm just going to give you quickly some tips that have helped me and have helped other people. And again, I'm not here to tell you what to do, but think about whether some of these things might work for you. A big one that can disrupt your sleep pattern is alcohol. And a lot of people think, oh, well, it's, it's really nice to have a drink before bed. It helps me relax and it helps me to sleep. The problem is when you've had an alcoholic drink at night, your sleep is not deep enough. You, you go into a sleep. Well, I do. I know this is my experience. I go quickly into a sleep, but it's not a deep sleep. It's not a refreshing sleep. It's not the sort of sleep that's going to restore my energy. And quite often when I've had an alcoholic drink, I will wake up very early in the morning because I'm dehydrated. And I'm not feeling in a good place. And I'm not here to let you on whether you should drink or not. That's your choice, obviously. But what I'm saying is if you've got issues with sleep, think about restricting the amount of alcohol that you're drinking. And please don't think that alcohol is something that helps you to sleep because sometimes it can trick you a little bit into thinking that it's helping when it's really not. I mentioned before about caffeine. Caffeine is well known for disrupting the quality of your sleep. So again, if that's an issue for, for you, try either eliminating caffeine or if you, if that's a step too far, just cutting down on it and having a certain point in the day where you say after whatever time, 4pm say, to start with, no caffeine after that time and see if that helps. Another thing that can help you is to have a warm bath or a warm shower just before bed. And again, you're getting yourself into that lovely routine of thinking this is wind down time now. I'm getting myself warm and relaxed. I'm ready for sleep. That's what's coming. And the next one is maybe a little old fashioned, but something that I love to do is to put a hot water bottle into the foot of my bed so that when I get into bed, I can put my feet into a nice warm place. If, if you don't want to use a hot water bottle, simply popping on a pair of comfortable socks to wear in bed. Maybe not the most attractive thing, but they are very cozy, very warm, and they do help me to sleep better. Another thing that I've really enjoyed is my husband bought me um, one of these headbands that you can, I don't know you've seen them, and it works with Bluetooth, even though I've said about no electronics. It's something that sometimes I do like to listen to a sleep meditation through the headband. They completely cut out the light, so it does take you into a lovely warm place. The other thing that you might have seen is those sleep masks that you can get and they're like little masks that you put over your eyes and when you put them on, they actually heat up 
And that is such a lovely, nurturing, very calming thing to do. So I'd really recommend trying those if you haven't tried those before. They are great. The last thing that I'd just like to touch on is watching TV before you go to bed. And that is something that a lot of people do, the habit of switching off from work. Maybe it's the time you spend with your spouse or with your loved ones. Watching a TV programme together is quite common. I'd ask you to think about the sorts of programmes that you're watching. I personally know if I watch something that is too um, exciting or too scary or uh, something that makes me think too much, I don't have the best sleep um, afterwards. So for me, I'm not going to be watching a murder mystery or anything about serial killers just before I go to bed because I know it's going to disturb my sleep. That's just me. My husband, it doesn't bother him at all. He can watch anything. But for me, those things reappear in my dreams. So I try not to do that. So I'm hoping this has been useful for you. I'm hoping that you understand really the the benefits that come from getting a good night's sleep. You know, we all need to rest and repair. It's something, one of the best things that we can do for our body. You know, it doesn't cost anything just to catch up on our sleep. So, so important. And I'm hoping that's been useful for you. Any questions that you've got, please get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. Take care, my love. Thanks for listening.